0: i found myself running around downtown salt lake two in the morning with underwear full of cilantro it was the most bizarre thing i've ever experienced
1: underwear full of cilantro
0: (laughs) don't ask me how i got there i
2: I don't
1: i don't think i want to know how i got there i mean If it was a really hot, humid day and you were sweating pretty heavily, it probably helped with the stink, but, you know, (laughs) who knows? How (laughs) absorbent is (laughs) What is the (laughs) absorbency of cilantro? What a generous interpretation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to give benefit of the doubt, like, you know, I couldn't get into any air fresheners, but, you know, there was a Walmart and their spice aisle was open. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Black Tower podcast. We are a dedicated Wheel of Time podcast because we are nerds. We love it, and it is a fantastic series and TV show. And we can't resist talking about it. I am your addiction. Bajan Mahal, Andrew.
2: I am your
0: Soravan Mahal, Josh, drinking from an invisible cup tonight. <laughs>
1: It's only half invisible.
0: Half invisible cup tonight.
1: Dude, you've only got half a cup. How is it staying full? What's oh, going the on?
0: Weaves up the power, my guy. Yeah,
1: we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> our third, our Alman Khan, Daniel, Khan Mahale, I guess. I should give the full title. Uh, Daniel I mean. is on his way to the recording studio from being out in the field, also known as working, and should be joining us here relatively soon. But what you can do in the meantime, while you're waiting for Daniel to come in and you're listening to all of us talk about our promos and plugs and all this other stuff, uh, you can go on over to the Black Tower pod. Well, just blacktowerpod.com uh, to find anything and everything. Black Tower podcast, uh, merch shop, Patreon, Discord, calendar, list of episodes, all that fantastic stuff is right there. at Blacktowerpod.com. Also on the site, you can find a nice handy link to a very successful and a very fantastic business, great friends of the podcast, and, you know, they have no choice but to tolerate and be around Josh, the crystal barista.
0: We're obligated to say great friends, by the way.
1: because
0: That's my best friend. Hey!
1: Contra- contractually enforced best friend. <laughs> I mean, not that it needs to be enforced, but, I mean, you know, but, the contract is but there for backup, right? It is, it is
0: the crystal barista you guys know her um uh, for those of you local to the utah area uh we are actually gearing up for the crystal festival and as i was just explaining we do have um, a whole butt ton of new inventory because we just did a week-long rock shop buyout trip where it was a 27-hour drive one way they loaded up an entire rock shop, drove it all the way back home, and now we're going to sell it all at the Crystal Festival for stupidly low prices because that's how we do. So come check that out. If you don't live in Utah or you don't want to fly in to Utah to come to the Crystal Festival, that's cool. Go to thecrystalbarista.com or facebook.com slash rockpick or follow them on Twitter at rockpick. So good times. Super sponsor. Super show sponsored. Super, awesome.
1: super awesome people. Somewhere else you can go to find even more awesome people. I'm not saying they are more awesome than Crystal Barista, but they are at least equally as awesome is the There That's is true. an ever evolving spoiler friendly wiki for the will of time book series. And I think they are working on, including the TV show. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but if you want to know what happens in the books and you're only up to, I don't know, book three, you can go and check out the wiki there, search anything in it and see events by book so that you don't get spoiled. You can also find a ton of other Wheel of Time content creators, podcasts, YouTubers, musicians, artists, trivia, you name it. You can find a ton of other people that will talk your ear off about the Wheel of Time at Will for free there. When you're done with that, uh, or while you're even listening to us and then other content creators, you can go over to newcreationsbygen.com and check out a ton of Wheel of Time-inspired merch to include Wheel of Time content creator merch like the Frosty Mugs and things like that. So go and check all those out and if you do, tell them that the Black Tower Podcast sent you and help validate our existence and them tolerating us at all.
0: We're going to post pictures of our heads on the internet and wait for
2: validation.
1: It's a good plan. <laughs> um, Last plug for this episode and uh, it'll be plugged probably into the well into the future we have something new for you we have somewhat partnered with a energy supplement company called dubby d u b b y you can find all their w. stuff at dubby.gg if you want to just look and see what they are. If you want to know what W is, it is a jitterless energy supplement uh, blend. <laughs> Each container comes with about 30 servings or 30 scoops worth. And uh, a normal serving has about 150 milligrams of caffeine, the same as about two standard cups of coffee. Uh, it has no sugars, no artificial coloring, none of that crazy stuff. If you are sensitive to artificial sugars like Splenda, do be cognizant of that, but uh, it's fantastic. We've been trying it for what two weeks now?
0: Yeah, somewhere around there. I, I gotta say, um, you know, the jitterless it cracks me up a little bit. It is jitterless if you don't drink a lot of it, or if you're already if you're going to like the uh, the gym or something like that, um, where you're actually going to expel a lot of energy. Um, it does have a tiny bit of a pre-workout feel. So as Andrew said, you know, proceed with caution. But yeah. for those of you degenerates like me who drink caffeine all day, every day, you're good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be dependent on your caffeine tolerance and sensitivity. Again, one scoop, roughly 150 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, it's nothing crazy for me, but You know, you can adjust the amount that you use to your own liking because you control the scoops. Um, If you want to try it out, there is a discount link down in the show notes or description on YouTube, or you can just go to uh, w.gg, find whichever one you want. They have three flavors they have dub sludge, they have dragonade, which is the one I have. Josh has dub sludge, and Daniel has galaxy grenade. Um, I think we all enjoy our flavors they all taste really good um, they're pretty good I would say let them dissolve in water a little bit more than just you know shaking and stirring it uh, it helps with some of that kind of chalky powder stuff which already isn't that bad with it it's a pretty fine powder but you can use uh, code BTP that is B as in boy Parent sure does nothing in the TV show <laughs> P as in that parent really needs to do something in this episode <laughs> Or P as in parent, parent. Please, for the love of God do please, something for in the, the TV show. God, do
2: something.
1: <laughs> you can you Holy can use code God. BTP for 10% off your order of anything that is not already on sale or discounted. So go and check it out and see if you like it. Deep breath. <clears throat> so all the promos, all the shout-outs, all that kind of stuff done and out of the way. We are not alone. Yes. Three weeks in a row now. We have guests. They are all fantastic. They are all super exciting. And we're super excited to have all of them. This time we have with us Kyle from Binge TV. Go ahead and say hi, woo! Kyle. Hello, a round hello. For Kyle.
0: Woo, yes. Woo. It's,
1: it's an honor to be here. I cannot
3: wait to talk about all the stuff with you guys. It's been great <laughs> chatting before the episode started. So I'm excited to actually get into uh, some wheel of time talk as well. So what is what is binge What do you guys do? Like, so just Bingetown, break it down for us. Yeah, so Binge Town TV, we, um, we cover a lot of, like, sci-fi, fantasy TV. Um, we kind of break it into three different parts. So we have a Pitch Town series where one of the seven of us or a guest will come on and pitch us one of their favorite shows. We watch the pilot, and then we talk about whether we're going to keep watching it or not. Um, we have a Rooks and Vets, which is kind of an extension of Pitch Town. It's when we actually dive into the show. So we'll have people that have watched the tv show watch it with people who are watching it for the first time uh we did the first one we did with that was spartacus the stars tv show spartacus that was a blast um and then kind of just do like a great show and then we do like a binge with us is just kind of classic like tv shows like wheel of time as they come out we just do episodes like that
1: and i think y'all have done some anime too right like attack on titan
3: yeah we actually just started doing anime that's kind of like, been the underlying secret goal on most of Binge Town, of some of us in Binge Town, yes. is to get to the anime content. So, I'm, I mean, yeah, that's kind of like a Trojan I'm, horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate anime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm
1: with my people.
3: Premium Crunchyroll <laughs> subscription, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Code well, if B2D. you ever need recommendations, let me know because if I don't okay, have them, I can get awesome. them. All right. You, I mean, you're probably already in an, inundated with us yeah i got but... we, you
3: can't tell here but we got some we got some manga hanging up on the bookshelf over
1: <laughs> nice i don't have any manga hanging around we just have you know action figures
0: so so my next why. question would be so you've got one other guy on the show on binge Town who does who has read some of the books yes I two.
3: yes so yeah luke is another person that's on the show he is maybe like chapter 20 on Oh my God, I'm reading The Shadow Rising. So he is about to enter Ruidian or Ruidan, however you want to say it. (laughs) And I, and then actually Jimmy is also reading it as well. He just finished The Great Hunt today. Nice. Yeah. So he's excited about that.
0: And I got to ask. Are you have you completed the series?
3: Yeah, so I'm actually on a reread right now. I'm on chapter, I think, thirty-two of the Shadow Rising. So I've Luke started his first read before my reread, and I've kind of blown past him because the audiobooks <laughs> are like crack cocaine to me. So
1: dude, they're great. They're great. so great.
3: Yeah. Michael Kramer is just
1: my man for life. Yeah, He's they're, awesome. They're fantastic folks. Yeah. Yeah. They're a lot of fun to 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 chat with and talk to. Um, which y'all know. About some fun people to chat with. Totally not jealous over here. You, uh, y'all you got to talk to some of the cast. Yes.
3: Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us about. Tell us about that. I was so. It's actually a funny story. Going into it, it was supposed to be Luke and I. And then an hour before, they were like, hey, by the way, only one person can do it. Oh, so sure. I was like, okay, me, I'll do it and then i was under the impression that it was going to be like a one-on-one or like i guess a one v2 but they kind of dumped us into a group with like a maybe like nine or eight or nine other people so i only got to ask one question but it was crazy just to chat with rand and perrin as like their actors so that was fun all
2: right Uh, all right
1: I, i remember seeing it and uh when we started talking about, um, you know, doing some some collabs with you guys, that was definitely one of the things that, you know, as we were looking around and everything we saw, we we're like, you know, happy that other, you know, other content creators are able to, you know, get these interviews and talk with members of the cast and talent and people that work with the show. Yeah. But there's always that little bit of like, oh, man, <laughs> I would have loved to do that. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, like proud jealousy. Our, 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 <laughs> yeah. Not, not the,
0: our day is coming, Andrew. Our day just, is coming. I think uh, it is yeah. as well. I mean, in Amazon
1: less than
2: 24
3: seemed... hours, actually. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Hush, hush on that one. <laughs> keep so keep like, your okay. eyes,
1: keep your eyes yeah. peeled on the YouTube. We, we'll, we'll tell you after. That's, that's yeah, a that thing. Fun. You
0: guys, you guys got to subscribe to our YouTube. If you're listening to us right now, you're not subscribed to our YouTube. You're just going to miss this one.
1: Well, it, uh, I think. It's, oh, or uh, not it should be on (laughs) uh, maybe i'm I'm talking out my ass the hope is for it to be a a bonus podcast episode as well uh because it's not going to be a super long thing so we've got about 20 minutes with someone involved with the tv show uh, and by the time this episode is out there public uh you'll probably already know who it is uh, you'll already know already be out there but um yeah We want to keep it uh, a surprise for for the the time
3: In the time we talked about that, I went on to the Bingetown YouTube
1: account and subscribed, so it's that easy. Hey, look at that! And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, and if you're listening to us, please follow us on whatever platform that you're you're listening on and leave a review. Please be honest, we're not going to beg for five-star reviews, um, and we're not going to come after you for one-star reviews. We love our one-star reviews. Those guys are great.
0: (laughs) Also, while you're out there, go... Subscribe to Venge Town as well because it's seriously super fun, super entertaining show. (laughs) Thank you, yeah. Honestly, yeah, and
3: the the weaker reviews are kind of funny too. It's funny to read the comments and stuff. Oh, yeah, love
0: them, love them. So, okay, so spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler
1: warning. So, what I'm thinking we should probably do is a spoiler warning, definitely all the way through the Great Hunt, uh, maybe into at least the first half. Well, we'll just say all the way through the Dragon Reborn so the first three books because i based off of season one with it being predominantly eye of the world um a little bit of new spring here and there and uh, a faint bit of great hunt at least from what i remember uh, i don't think we'll go too far past dragon reborn in season i hope not and that's what we're talking about today right that's right yeah things what to expect when you're expecting season two, we know everything about season two, and we're going to spill all the tea right here, right?
0: Every now. last thing about it.
1: I anything we tell you here that uh, <laughs> that you don't see or don't hear about later, uh, just means that it changed in the time that we discovered everything about season two. So, <laughs> so, so for those we're, of you, we're in the we're in the dark too. We have no clue what yes. to expect other than what you know is obvious from season one. But you know, we're going to speculate on it some uh there's been some some stuff that has come out about season two namely there's castings uh that have come out people that we know are cast or recast for well not recast but are continuing on for season two uh there is definitely at least one recast that everybody has not about for quite a while yes. uh and some new cast that are that are going to be joining the ensemble but for your spoiler warning if you have not completed all the way through book 3 the dragon reborn of robert jordan's the wheel of time series and you have not finished watching all of season 1 of the wheel of time tv show on amazon prime you should probably click off of this or you're going to be spoiled if you don't care about spoilers hang out stick around and what we'll do is if we're going to talk about something like how it might have implications for later on in the series at that point we'll say like hey you know this could be spoilers for the rest of the series so keep your ears out for yeah. those cuz we'll i'm try, sure we'll they'll be spoilers
2: keep two. it
0: We'll try and keep it there, but you know. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. So okay.
0: So I got to first off, I got to say because Kyle, we haven't um, we haven't had you on the show before. Obviously, <laughs> um, you watch the show, obviously. and as someone who's read the full series and watched the TV show, how are you? Uh, how are you leaning? How, how are you feeling about the show? And it's okay. You can be honest.
3: Yes, so I actually listened to a little bit of your guys um like what Amazon had changed episode and I have to agree that up until episode 7 I was feeling pretty good. After episode 7 I was feeling really good and then the finale was a bit of a gut punch the first time I watched it of like <laughs> holy shit like where are we going with this? Um but after watching a couple have they more times
1: my boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally
3: exactly. I'm still feeling that way about Perrin, but we'll, we could talk about that throughout and i the finale honestly dampened my like excitement for season two a little bit but i mean i cannot wait to see what they come up with they've definitely done a lot of good things a lot of the changes obviously are a little bit of a head-scratcher they've set up some more interesting things in season two especially with moraine and lan so we'll see what happens i'm gonna watch it no matter what i mean there's literally almost there's very small amount of things they could have done that would make me not at least give season two a try. So right. and then I say all this and then they're gonna come out with teasers and trailers and, and I'm gonna, gonna, be, gonna, be, gonna yeah, be I'm gonna be it. gassed up watching like making plans to take <laughs> off work. So so all take right. all of that with a grain of salt.
2: Oh yeah. no, well
0: we're, so, we shared that sentiment almost exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe let's start with the the obvious, I guess, elephant in the room that everybody's been talking about, you know, wanting to know why, uh, even kind of uh, theorizing that the the loss of, I say the loss like he died, uh, the fact that Barney Harris is no longer working uh, with the Wheel of Time TV show, and now it's, um I can't remember the last name, uh, Donald, um, not Donald, but. Finn. I think
3: it's Donald Flynn. I thought it was yeah. Finn. Because
1: I was
0: I was making fun of it, it's like snakes and foxes. Yeah, it's, it's Finn. Donald Donald
1: oh. Finn. Hopefully, I'm saying hopefully I'm saying the name right. Well, if it's not, it is now.
2: Yeah, he's a uh, which now,
1: which That's I know so a lot so of people nice. are are excited for because uh, he was in The Witcher um, in 2019. He was in uh, probably something more famous for our our friends across the pond in the UK, uh, the SAS Rogue Heroes Albion. Albion, yeah, Albion. As I look over to definitely read the title, I didn't memorize this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, Um, sorry. So, so there's a, we know that that has changed and there's a lot of, a lot of hope uh, for Donald Finn. Uh, There's a lot of people that have seen his work that uh, think that he's a fantastic talent. But the unfortunate side uh, of the change is uh, it seems like everybody, myself included, fell in love with Barney Harris as, Matt from Cawthon. Uh, It was so good even with the changes to kind of how Matt from Cawthon or Matt works in the in the books. Um, So yeah it's going to be interesting to see but the the theories that I've seen more commonly in the last couple days is that so much of the things that we or at least a good part of the things we criticize when it comes to how things go with Perrin and and Fane and uh, these other actors actors as in people doing stuff not like the talent themselves um in the finale uh, and even the last two or three episodes would have been very different had barney harris uh, remained on with the show i i like these theories i
0: really really do um the wheel takes had a really great one go check out their most recent episode um they had some really great theories on how things would have been different. As far as expect, as far as like directly into expectations for season two with this, God, yeah. Yeah. always with recasts, it's all it's difficult, right? Because you don't want to like. How do you handle it? How do you just play it off like, "Oh, JK, haha, I'm a new, different person, but I'm the same person." And so it'll be interesting to see if they if they just kind of ignore it and go with it. I think they will. I think they'll just ignore it and run with it. Um, but my question then becomes, like because he they separated him, like completely and totally separated him from the rest of the crew. He's back in Tarvalon. They're, you know, two weeks' ride away in Faldara. How are they going to be reunited? Um, I, I I feel like there could be a possibility that the women go back to Tarvalon, um, and maybe you know, to be trained or to be tested, whatever. Um maybe Matt's there and he decides to like, hang out with him some more. I don't know. That's, it's a really kind of a crazy situation. Yeah. I know. Oh,
2: John, and, and Hey, look, John got Daniel.
1: yeah. Oh, I was going to say hi to him after, after this statement. Uh-huh. Oh my bad. <laughs> but Hi up. Daniel. Glad you can make it. looks like you saw the light. And I saw the light come on and just, ah. <laughs> but, uh, it was very bright in my eye holes. So, (laughs) yeah, but so some rumors came out from uh, and maybe there's more about it now. I know when I watched John from what he did a video on it, that the rumor was that uh, Barney Harris had been let go from the production because of a refusal to uh, take the the COVID-19 vaccination at I know at the time. I didn't fact check it. So if the dates are wrong, by all means, uh, don't sue me because I'm not claiming this is the truth. But uh, that the vaccine wasn't a thing at the time where Barney would have been leaving uh, the production. Um, I don't know. I don't. It seemed I John this- seems to do his research very well. Uh, I say it's not seems he does. He does his research very well. Um, I think John's a trustworthy source and I, unless some more stuff has come out that I haven't seen, which is definitely possible because I try to avoid the internet. <laughs> not really. That's a lie, but
0: <laughs> um, I, I also I try to avoid all the internet.
1: Stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that was it, but I'm not out ruling it out as like, you know, a possibility. Well,
0: the problem I had, cause I saw the article too.
1: And the problem I have with it is if you read the
0: article, it's like, there, it, it, it's suspected that it may have come down to the fact that he may have refused the COVID nineteen vaccine, and it's just like, why did you even publish this article? It's because again, it's, it's irresponsible not about and stupid. The truth, being
1: right, <laughs> it's about being first. <laughs> I mean, it is good clickbait. I mean, you've got the will of time in there. You've got the, the fandom that is frothing at the mouth to find out why Barney uh, is no longer with the production. And then you've got you know everybody's hot topic issue for the past two years, you know, COVID-19 and the vaccination. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. Um, the the, the end thing is people. Yeah. The end thing is is none of us know why he's no longer in the production. Um, we may never know, we may know way further down the line. I would hope that you know at some point we would get some kind of answer for it, but you know Amazon and Barney don't necessarily owe us an explanation no. as to why they no. made this change or decision. Sometimes but, it just don't work out. Yeah,
0: but it'll it's it'll be interesting. To
1: it. Well, my theory well, and- is that separating Barney uh, or separating Matt from the rest of the group uh, probably yes did have something to do with Barney leaving production, but also. Uh, it can set up a good segue into bringing in the Tregons uh, in Tarvalon. Well, and I was going to say something I, here
0: as far as that is concerned. The longer it goes, um, I, I will admit, if there is uh, if there is more space between the announcement that he is going and the reason that he left the more it does actually seem not guaranteed, but seem to be a non amicable split. Just because again, it's definitely a situation where more often than not, not always, but more often than not, when it's actually something that was a completely reasonable, you know, thing on both sides, you do actually get some kind of announcement. That being said, Um, since we don't know anything about it, it's definitely, I, I am not willing or able or, uh, interested in trying to throw either party under the bus, because while I am more often than not willing to believe that individuals are shit, I am also relatively easy and willing to admit that companies can be shit. So both sides look like they could be shit <laughs> and i don't just don't have enough information uh that but again i do actually like the idea that um as things progress there really is uh the ability to separate the characters and then bring them back together is such a hallmark of ensemble casts And I think that they're doing a really good job setting up for season two, as well as into season three and season four and everything else. Uh, The 100% idea that this is not the Rand story. This is not the Moraine story. This is not the Egwene story. It is the all of them story. It was about all of them. It was about none of them. It was about the world. And so I, I love the, the idea that they're starting that off early, even though it doesn't necessarily happen this way in the books, and it doesn't necessarily happen this early in the books. Um, It is a good way to really hit home. We are following everyone's storyline, and get used to that because it's going to happen. <laughs>
1: Anyway, that was one of the casting quotes. I know where you got that from. Yeah, that was it. But anyway, (laughs) Daniel, this is Kyle from Binge Town. Uh, Kyle, this is Daniel from Black Tower Podcast.
3: (laughs) Nice to meet you, Daniel. You as well. Nice to meet you. I've heard, I've heard good things. Did you ride your bike home from work?
0: I did, and (laughs) I (laughs) rode the speed limit or lower all the way home because I had no choice. there was enough traffic that i didn't get to. Choose. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. What what about
1: what about you Kyle? What what do you think about you know obviously having finished the series? What do you think about the splitting Matt from the group at this point in the story and how they're going to rectify that?
3: I feel like it's perfectly fine in my eyes, especially because it kind of it does kind of jive with Matt's character a little bit. I know that was a huge discussion online after episode 6 of is this kind of character assassination of Matt that he's not going with them or not? And I just think that he is a character that kind of thrives a little bit on his own. He meshes really well with almost every character and side character in the series. So I'm honestly a little excited about it. This is one of those things that there are taking a little bit of liberties from the book, actually, probably a lot of it of liberties from the book. So it feels kind of good to not know everything that's happening. And I think it sets it sets the stage. I didn't think of the Chircan angle, and I like that a lot because <laughs> I'm a big fan of Elaine, but I just like we're kind hey. of I knew we were gonna get along. Yes. Uh. And but like we know that and we're doing spoilers <laughs> well, up until the end of book three. So we know that right. Tom is alive. So yes. and we know that they Wait, have what <laughs> we know that they have a like a nice meetup in Smult. the exact city that Matt is in. Yes. So I would hope. That that is kind of where we're going with this.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, thankfully, the only character that we see, uh, they don't quite get assassinated, but they do get vaccinated is Lila So, hey, oh, yes. Dude, the amount
0: of tra- like just longevity for those for for Layla jokes is going to be, s- okay. it's so good. It's so good.
1: <laughs> And nobody can be blamed except for the talent. Like, I'm pretty sure the talent started that. Like, this was an excellent experience.
0: Oh, she, oh yeah. <laughs> she did. Yeah, She played it up
1: hard. Yeah.
0: Dude, She's a great I, I had today. so much wonderful immediate respect for the actress who plays Layla just because of the, the fun that she could have with the fact that her character was on screen for... Six minutes. Like she it literally <laughs> got fridged in episode one. I hate that word, and I disagree with it. But she did get killed in episode one.
3: <laughs> she was a badass, and fridging they got.
0: suggests that the antagonist did it as a means to give the protagonist uh, a cause to get involved <laughs> in the story. The protagonist did it, therefore, it's not fridging, and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Season two <laughs> will oh, yeah. feature... Do we think Layla's coming back for season two? An actual dragon. Wow. No, just kidding. Um,
3: I would stop dude, watching. Will
0: Layla... You know what, though? <laughs> That's actually an interesting... Someone's dropped it. Some better feature DJ. an actual dragon um, on a goddamn banner. Uh, There you go. Yeah, <laughs> where's the dragon okay. banner? Okay, That's a great point. I gotta say, what's in the, the in Rafe, what's in the box? Dragon banner, Rafe.
1: What's in the box?
0: I want. Uh, the oh shit! Dragon is it Gwyneth I... Paltrow's head in that box? No. With the horn of leer <laughs> or one of her candles? <laughs> nah. The... <laughs> this <laughs> this candle smells like my severed head. <laughs> yeah.
1: that, that's how that's how the dragon is gonna you know defeat the dark one. That's the only tools he needs: the horn of leer <laughs> I... and a goop candle. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the scent of my vagina yeah yep.
3: Gwyneth Paltrow's musk
2: yeah
1: <laughs> oh, oh
2: god <laughs> yeah
1: so uh, I guess like the kind of biggest like tease kind of cliffhanger thing that uh, or hook as uh, more apt people I guess have put it I'm going to call it a cliffhanger because I'm a plebeian um, that's my rationale I'm not saying anybody that calls it a cliffhanger is a pleb you know be whatever you want to be whatever you <laughs> Uh, the Sean Chan. I-, I love the way they're introduced. I love the metric of, you know, they uh, look very distinctly exotic from what we have seen from the, the Ramlands or the Westlands thus far. I love the fact that they show up at a beachhead and they're like, there's a little girl digging up the Empress's clams. Better do a tsunami about it. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, it's. <laughs> I know that's not why they did it, but until we see (laughs) actual uh, FALMA, I'm just going to assume that, you know, they just saw a little girl digging for food in the beach and we're like, tsunami.
0: I don't think they saw the girl. I don't think they did. I think, I think, I don't think it would have mattered if they did, but yeah, I agree with Josh.
1: That would imply think... that the Sean Chan don't watch, and we know they are the best watchers.
0: Hey. Wow!
1: <laughs> that was you know good. what I think
0: they're gonna do? I was deep. I think I think <laughs> they're gonna go full deja blue on this. They're gonna raise up the waves, and they're gonna bring their ships up, turn to the side, and just boop, park. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think they're gonna. That's my prediction. That would
3: be Are the most Tokyo? unbelievable thing I, I just if they left I us would, with that impression If you wanted to
0: uh, show yourself as having the biggest dick energy in yeah. the world what would you do i've got a ah i'm
3: so pissed you said that before i got to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no yeah. you you i, I want to you.
0: all your channelers to create a water ramp and then you go hey guys well i think that's that's actually my favorite part my very first thought when i saw the sean chan and they make the title wave i was like they sailed around for a while i bet you i bet you good money that they sailed around for a while and picked a place that was the most unlandable bullshit place and then we're like yeah, but we're the Sean Chan, so we're going to make it landable, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, just to really throw everybody in Rand land off. Because <laughs> yeah. they're like, yeah, no, that place is protected. Nobody would be stupid enough to yeah. land there. The Sean Chan would,
1: motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Well, it gets interesting because uh, at the end of episode eight, uh, the season finale, Rand goes off on his I must be solo excursion. Which is book three.
0: Yeah. Correct.
1: So, so now we've we've already got that element from there. So it's gonna be interesting to see like kind of how they reconcile him being at Falma, you know, if maybe something causes him to turn to Falma, or he just goes to Falma first. It may just be that. He and, may just travel to Falma first because you know, Taviran.
0: And that's that's actually where I wanted to go next. Like is he going to? I don't think he's going to the Isle Waste. I know a lot I of people that theorize yeah, that. I don't think he is either. My my guess, Kyle.
3: <laughs> what do you? Thinking? I would don't hate that. You. I I didn't even consider that as a possibility. It's so
0: yeah, I, I hate it so much. Soon. It wasn't it's even in
1: my. No, yeah, it's no. It's Too soon. You know, I hate it so much. I've already forgotten the idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I. It's going to be interesting because, again, one of the things that I love about this story really is the idea that no one is truly alone, uh, even when they feel it. Uh, The motivations for characters are so easily swayed in so many ways because even in the books, a dream or a letter or a message or... You know, one of the Forsaken showing up to somebody and talking to them. All of those happen pretty regularly through the story to cause a character or characters to be where they need to be for the story to progress. Which, again, on one hand, I get is yeah, you can look at that as kind of like a cop out where it's just like, okay... But that's not the way that the story does work. Just because it it can work that way doesn't mean that it should. But I would argue that, again, Robert Jordan built that into the story. So if the TV show uh, writers are like, cool, we're going to use that, too, because it's a really good way of just breaking characters off and bringing them back together. I have no issue with that, as long as they do it in a way that is, you know, a, a la Robert Jordan kind of lines. Um, and so I definitely think it's, it's not even that difficult to get Rand back to where he needs to be using one of those tools that are, you know, peppered through the entirety of the series.
1: Oh, you, you've talked to Rand. What, what is he doing? We, we know. You know.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, he was talking about how he likes wielding a sword and using his bow, but. It seems like he's gonna try to have to learn how to use the power. I mean, he he just got his first taste of it.
0: He hasn't really done a lot of sword work in season. No, he has not. So if he likes
1: working with the sword, the sword play would drive it up to an R rating. I mean,
3: he did work with the sword in episode one. Yeah, this is true. I just, it's just, I was shocked when he went off on his own. Shut up,
1: Daniel. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Thanks, Andrew.
0: I'm not sure
3: whether you were the
0: only one who got that, but you are the only one who reacted. So
1: it, it took me a second,
0: but I I got it. I, my prediction my prediction is tier. My prediction is tier. I think Rand is going to tier. I think I think they're just going to jump right into that storyline of him going. I'm in denial that I'm the Dragon Reborn. I don't want to be the Dragon Reborn, so I'm going to go take the Stone of Tier to prove I'm not. The Dragon Reborn. Oh, fuck. I fucked um, up. I proved it. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> Heron is going to go after the horn. And I think they're going to slightly shift. I don't think it's going to be on Fane taunting Rand. I think on Fane is going to be taunting Heron.
3: Okay. That's interesting. Because I feel like we talked about it a little earlier of how maybe Matt was supposed to be in some of those scenes with him. I wonder if they would continue with that storyline that they kind of almost were forced to make and then keep that going into season two. That kind of... Hurts my heart a little bit because I like yeah. random and, and loyal bonding on the hunt. A oh, lot.
0: that's so good.
3: Yeah, that's and like-
2: they've already
0: set <laughs> it up that it's parent and loyal bonding. Yeah, well, and I true. I do I'm not angry at that change, and I do actually like that. And I think that they're gonna lean into that. And the other thing is, I honestly, as much as I hate this change again, because I like the character so much, um, I absolutely at this point think Perrin is going after the horn and there is no Huron. I think Huron is being replaced uh. by Perrin in some ways the way that he replaces him in the books they're just going to do that from the outset rather than making it Hurin first and then Perrin when Hurin disappears I think Perrin is just from the get go going to find out that he is an evil sniffer um, and go after the Lord.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like easy, low-hanging fruit for it them is. to trim things. Which well, is especially again, but...
0: when it's Robert Jordan gave you the blueprint for this, you're just starting it earlier. Like that is some of the changes that, again, I hate it because I like current. Not because I think it's a bad change, except that it means we don't get her in. And I like Karen. Like, that's the only reason. So it's a me, selfish, shitty reason.
1: <laughs> no, don't say that. It's a great reason. Well, part of it, too, when when we look back at the books, um, and I'm not going into specifics, so this doesn't spoil sure. too much. But when we look at the characters that Loyal, for example, interacts with the most, has mo- most of uh, a kind of development uh, kind of arc and kind of kinship and relationship and is around the most in terms of total series, which I'm sure is what Rafe and team are looking at too. How do we set up total series stuff now? Loyal spends a significantly larger amount of time with Perrin uh, and some others that we may, may or may not have met yet uh, than he does with Ran Um it is a big part of the great hunt, you know, this camaraderie between Rand and loyal and, uh, and Heron, um, you know, going through the, the portal stones and everything like that. But ultimately for the majority of the series, you know, loyal spends a ton of time with Perrin, And I could see that being an aspect where they're like, you know what, we can trim this down. And go ahead and have the loyal and parent friendship pretty much start from near the get-go, because um, we still got our iconic our, our, our iconic scene of uh, Rand walking into the library and Loyal popping up and Rand shitting his hair and marked pants, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and pulling a sword on him. Um, you know, we
2: Why still got that history part. History with your hair, poking marks.
0: knives at me on <laughs> the so first good. day that I was here these children threw fruit at me because they thought I was a trollic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay I Loyal visually like I'm giving a 7 out of 10 because I just didn't know what to expect and I'm okay with it character wise I'm giving a 10 out of 10 because oh, I love him absolutely. he's beautiful and brilliant season two loyal forever yes because we do know that loyal is alive Uh and this is one of the things that i absolutely did not like about the finale was this 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 faint that loyal was killed and just kidding he's not and i'm kind of like well uh, the (sighs) part that i hated about it was that it was the dagger cuz we know that that the dagger, is dagger. Evil. exactly um and i i get the change and especially again if if and i'm putting a big if on this uh malkier rob is right that that was all just a dream sequence i will sh- be so annoyed But unless it's a dream sequence, then they've completely nixed the dagger. The dagger's just gone. I mean, like, it's not gone, gone. Like, But it's completely not the same thing. If it's not a dream sequence, if it is a dream sequence, I'm still mad at it, because dream sequence, fuck you. But, like, again, it's either way. Either you nuke the dagger, or you nuke that scene. And I don't like either of them. I don't like either option.
3: Now, the dream is the dream feels like a worse idea
0: though. I will also admit I, to your point earlier, I think the one thing that they really did well with the, uh, the uh, Loyal's costume and, and, you know, makeup and all of that different stuff is that in the books, I understand that so many people just don't even really fucking know what an ogre looks like or a trollic. I get that. I'm I'm aware of that. I appreciate all of that. And Robert Jordan built a world that makes sense with that being true. In the show, Loyal definitely looks a lot more like a trollic than the ogre in the books feel like they look like trollics. And that's the one piece of credit that I absolutely will give to the practical effects that they used for Loyal that I feel like he actually resembles Trollocs from episode one pretty significantly. And so when he's introduced and he's like, everybody thinks I'm a Trolloc, you're like, yep, totally. I see you. (laughs) I see you, Loyal, son of Aldrin, son of Errant, son of Haulam, son of (laughs) lots of
3: people. So what are predictions for Loyal then for season two? That's tough because um, my question too is about this is like, are the portal stones going to be a thing in the show? And that seems like, I mean, I would like it to be, but if Rand isn't with them to do these things, then who is going to be the person that kind of gets them involved with that? so we might not get a flicker 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 scene
0: I, yeah i don't know i actually have a strong feeling that rand will still get pulled into portal stone okay area, well well but that it won't be quite the same like i don't know if because obviously i get that we're going through book three right yeah all the way through okay cool i absolutely appreciate i really do that Ingtar needs Flicker for his top fifteen needs anime redemption it, arcs, right? Yes. but it needs is to Ingtar happen? Ingtar even it, it alive has to be there if you're doing the Ingtar storyline. Yes. However, if we lose Ingtar, which again, 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 they casted him, I believe. I love ingtar yeah. ingtar so good ingtar is actually a great character but if you're really looking to cut out as many characters that don't need to be there as possible ingtar is not a terrible choice I, it just sucks because he's such a great star <laughs> but if you cut him you don't
3: ingtar. need yeah he was cast
0: well so, but he's in the room where everybody dies so, so what I, about this so again oh, ahead, if that's Kyle. a dream sequence he's not dead if it isn't a dream sequence he might be if he if we know Vito's alive so too. he might be I'll, I'll fucking know
1: I don't I don't think Anyways, we got to confirm Kyle. I don't think we got to confirm casting for Intar in season 1 he's only confirmed for season 2 Yeah I heard
3: and this I actually, Oh fair this was probably what up because I feel like everything I know about casting news is from him. But <laughs> hey, John, we got, a, we got one of your fans. <laughs> but um, we got four
0: of your fans so actually. I, well, they, I mean, four.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, they realistic. had casted someone, the guy who plays the ingtar role in season yes. one, but he wasn't something happened with him with like conflicts of interest or like cast or I'm he's, sorry. Recording. He's doing he's
0: Willow, the TV show as well. Yeah. Hetsky yeah,
3: put it right. in the chat. Yeah. So technically I think because his name, he's credited as Lord. Yeah. Yekoda. Yekoda. yeah. Thanks. So thank I think, you.
1: Hetsky for putting that in the chat. Yeah. Indeed,
3: yes. man. Um. So I, we're going to get Inktar. And well,
1: actually guess, Inktar's,
3: Inktar's actor good. is a great actor.
0: Agreed. I actually I, remember the casting for it and being like, I know this motherfucker. Like
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Da
3: Vinci's Demons, great TV show. Nope.
0: Yeah. I
2: mean,
1: Man. well, since we're talking about casting, um, that might be a good segue. let's talk about uh, some of the confirmed casting we have so far uh for season two. Uh like we talked about, we've got Greg uh Chillingrian. Hopefully I'm saying your name right, uh for Incar. <laughs> we've got uh Sierra Coven for Elaine. Um, Arnus Federaviscus, Federavicus as Masima, Donald Finn, of course, as Matt Cawthon, and Natasha Ooh. O'Keefe as a to be announced role, <laughs> uh Mira exactly. sial as to be announced, and we don't know who, because for some reason the Wheel of Time account wouldn't actually give me the answer in the tweet where I asked for the answer, but we know we're getting Avienda. She's confirmed apparently to be in season She's two. there. Nice. Yeah. Uh there's a myriad of, of unconfirmed uh castings thus far, like there always is with, with oh, most TV shows. Oh,
0: yeah. I want well that definitely means that we're almost guaranteed to get into uh into book three shit because Avienda running around with Nineveh and uh and Elaine. Right, like that that's so oh that's so, great shit.
3: I love it. That means we'll get I mean, I guess it's not guaranteed, but Ruark as well. Oh. So here's the
0: thing. So <laughs> so let me let me just throw it out there.
3: Okay. Season two.
0: Completely straight white male. Ruark does <laughs> yes. it. Yes. <for laughs> <me. laughs> uh, oh, Ruark. I, my heart for Ruark. Okay. I, I
1: think it's easier to list the people who don't do it for us.
0: Spears out for Ruark?
1: Oh wow. I like that a lot.
3: <laughs>
0: we
1: invite you to be Saber Neighbors.
3: That might be a post-game hey. thing. There you go.
0: <laughs> Alright. Okay, so prediction. my prediction for the overall story arc of season two. Here it goes. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just going to put it Alright, let's do it. Lay it out for us, Josh. Heron and Loyal with a contingent of Faldaran uh, soldiers chase Fane and the horn. Okay. Excellent. Heck. Uh, the ladies... Nynaeve and Egwene wait in Faldara keep for Moraine and Land to get back. Moraine is morose, but determined they go back to the White Tower. Well, maybe they don't. Fuck. I don't know. That part make is a decision, Josh. Make a, somehow, because some of die and make trickery, a decision. they go back to the White Tower. Okay. Rand fucks off to tear then they recover the horn we're not going to get a battle in the sky and fall guys i'm sorry it's just not going to happen yeah it'll be in tier the battle will be in tier rand will use calendar instead of his father's heron mark sword the ladies will join them down in tier because they'll be like oh my god some shit's going down in tier we need to go boom 90 are there after Perrin and Loyal recover the horn, they're going to be like, oh, God, some shit's going down in the two rivers. We need to go to the two rivers. Boom. Matt is going to go with the ladies down to Tear, where he's going to buddy up with the lords. We're going to end season two finale is going to be Rand fighting the Dark One in the skies of Tear. He is going to use Calendor to do it. And then that's going to be the end of season two. That's my prediction. All right.
3: So Kyle no, no uh, Matt
0: for us. What do you, I'm, what do you got?
3: I'm just, the comment I will make on that real quickly is no Matt, uh, no Matt horn sounder. Oh, Matt is going to beat the shit out of Gawain and Galad
0: in the tower <laughs> okay. in the white tower. And, and then he's going to blow not, something that isn't he's not horn. going to be sounding the horn in mm-hmm. season two there. Matt, from the Dusty Wheel. Innkeeper hatch is correct. Barney did not blow. I do not believe that Donald will blow in season two. Yeah.
1: But they can let Donald do it. He can do it away on the horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we gotta that, do. Instead of let Barney blow, now it's now it's let Donald. Do. Let Donald,
2: Donald do? <laughs> Oh my God, I love
0: that. <laughs> I'm putting it out there on our Twitter right now. So we be, we're do the first immediately. <laughs> Full send. Oh, oh God! All right, Kyle. Hashtag let Donald do. You are more than welcome to to agree with certain things that Josh said and put them in yours. But what what is your map, uh, both in how you think that you know season two will go, and also if Josh missed anything that you think is important to mention, I'm lay so it out for us. What do you got?
3: I'm so bad at this because, <laughs> like, I love the story so much that it hurts to cut things out. Sure. So like I, I like how courageous was it to just skip over loyal and parent getting involved in tier? I feel like I love parent in tier.
0: <laughs> courageous, like
3: I love that. With I mean you him got the, Atlanta, you got and Lan you got some yeah, balls, Josh. You got yeah, you You got some
0: balls to skip over parent and uh, so, and loyal in.
3: Tier. I I think I agree with the fact that we're not going to get the battle in the sky because I think that it's almost too confusing and kind of a letdown on the screen if we battle the same guy three times and then it's like oh it's not actually him by the way so I, I think i agree with that that we'll get that battle it ended up in tier there's just so much to do in between i feel like i can't like believe they're going to smash two and three into one season so that being to said, should I throw it to Andrew? <laughs> yeah, I- I'm drowning without a fucking lifesaver right here.
0: <laughs> no problem. Well, let's see if, if Andrew. <laughs> well, let me let me be your lifesaver.
1: I don't know how <laughs> buoyant I am, but um, <laughs> I, I think though. they're I think they're going to try to take what they've identified. They being obviously Raven team as the most important aspects of the storyline from the Great Hunt. And have it run simultaneous to at least for the, f- the first half, um, if not the majority of, of the Dragon Reborn run simultaneously. Because uh, the, the story of the Dragon Reborn is ultimately Rand's travel uh, and moving around to get to the Stone of Tyr uh, to do what he needs to do. Because we know from in the books at this point, he's like, okay, yeah, it's unavoidable. I have to do this kind of stuff. And the sooner I do it and get it done with, the sooner I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, the sooner I can and, die. <laughs> yeah, and we, we see Rand already from the TV show perspective has already fully accepted. Uh, you know, it's me. I'm the dragon reborn. He um,
0: did do that. That is true.
1: So I think I think we'll get Rand uh, traveling around uh, and making it to to Tyr, to the Stone of Tier. I think he will use his father's sword to fight so that he can reach Calendor. And I think the finishing blow will be dealt, you know, with, uh, with Calendar. Um, But I'm hoping we still get the branding. So, um,
3: yeah. Uh, I, and also I, I with that important. too, it's, it's how does Rand and I guess Rand and Min don't really have like too much of it. They, they interact, I guess, at the end of book two. Oh, and then I, not for a little bit, but it seems like
0: everything very, feels important agree, to me. Interaction, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I could definitely yeah. see Men having Left Faldara for safety, showing up in tear, seeing this fight and seeing Rand just going, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I left to get away from all of this. Okay, fine. I, I have to. Well,
0: um, and can I just say I actually really like in some ways the idea? Cause that's like that, that is so biblical in some ways. That's like, you know, Jonah kind of shit of like, I know. I am supposed to fall in love with this guy. I have seen it. I seen it. Cool. Nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I am getting as far away from Faldara as humanly possible. Where is the. Oh, the furthest place from Nineveh is Joppa? Excellent. I'm going there. <laughs> Le- uh,
2: ladies very, and gentlemen, Daniel, very
0: Confucian, too,
1: biblical. It's right so a a very Confucian idea idea as well. You know the whole like right? the man who tries to avoid his up, his, right? his fate <laughs> often winds up yes. causing it. Um. So, but I think I think that they're <laughs> for season two that they're going to have okay. Rand's arc uh, essentially from Dragon Reborn, run its course. The middle part of it may be soaked up by us getting, you know, some mirror world action that may still happen with some some different characters. It may be a solo like come to Jesus moment or, you know, come to Celine moment, maybe. Who knows? Um, hey, a little bit of sword play in a mirror All right. world.
2: Alright, alright. All
1: right. But uh, I think we're also going to get a lot of the Great Hunt. I do uh, agree. I think it is going to be largely Perrin and Loyal that pick up the kind of... Um, the banner if you will of chasing after the horn of a i think it's going to be part loyal and parent feeling guilty from not being able to stop the theft and wanting to make up for that um i think Perrin's going to have some serious flashbacks and be like i didn't do anything to stop it and this you know these people almost died because i did nothing you know I think they, I they might use so. that to show his like his I mean, middle. Also, grammar,
0: like, let's be honest, it was two fades and a dude with a really evil dagger. You had no chance, but also you didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's
3: that's the bad part is that he kind of just like took a laugh real quick and then came back and everyone was pretty much dead. Well, that's my, that's just, my just because you can't do anything scene. doesn't mean you're not yes. gonna feel guilty for doing nothing. No, exactly.
0: Yeah. That's what I was gonna and say. I, is I love how if he had done something, we would have had dead parent like. The fact that he doesn't do anything is probably a really good thing, even though he's not gonna feel like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think they'll do that because right now, like, it seems like the majority of parents' motivation to do anything is is guilt. You know, guilt over you know, literally trying to turn his one wife into two, um, and you know, guilt over you know letting people get stabbed and just standing there like, ah, I have pokey stick,
2: (laughs) ah.
1: Um, so I think we'll get that, and I think uh, I think Matt's art will uh, largely be will largely just be Tarvalon. I think it'll be how we meet the Trakans, uh, both Galad, Galwin, and Elaine. Uh, we'll see that Tom is alive, of course. I think in Tarvalon as well. Uh, Tom seemed to have pretty good motivation to go to Tarvalon to make sure that you know the said I weren't manipulating these guys. So I think we'll get that. Um, the the only question I have. Is uh, how are they going to work getting Nynaeve and uh, Egwene back to the White Tower? Um, I'm unsure about that because I I don't know that Moraine goes back to the White Tower with them. I don't see that happening with the way they have set things up, unless unless um, Suwon makes contact somehow. Because um, we know that like allowed. Rafe has already said that they they had not to set up allowed. things. <laughs> They had to set up things for for Moraine and Lan to have something to do because you can't keep Rosamond Pike and Daniel Henney on retainer and then have them do you know nothing for an entire season.
2: Yeah, well, that, I...
0: that's why, that's why my prediction involves them taking Egwene and Nynaeve back to the Tower and then fucking off down to tier to try and meet back up with Rand.
1: So I guess I, I just if... don't I don't see their motivation to go back. Like Moraine has essentially swore not to go back. Yeah. I mean,
0: though, if she's still, she doesn't have to follow that oath anymore.
1: Well, I mean, she never took an oath uh, to not go back, but yeah, she did. No, she didn't. She, she took an oath. On the oath she took an oath to obey Suwan, not to never go back, and to Marvel. never return well, and to never until return until Suwan calls her home. Yeah. Okay, that part's true. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's. <laughs> I mean,
3: I feel yeah. like it would be a little upsetting, yeah. almost, if that scene was such like a big focus in episode six, and then.
0: And then just, and get the just cost. right away, yeah, she's yeah.
3: Okay. Like, hey, you know what? Come but, back. Forget about yeah, that. Right? <laughs> and
0: that, but and this is the disappointing thing. But I kind of feel like that might happen. Yeah, I mean, Swan I might send an eye Sedai <laughs> to Faldara and be like, "Oh shit, you guys almost got overrun. You literally have zero soldiers now. We need all hands on deck. That includes you, Moraine. Get your sexy ass back here, so I can have." Relations with you. I mean, so that we can have your strength here at the tower. I mean, not your strength, because <laughs> you have none anymore. But... Yeah. <laughs> Damn it!
3: Yeah, just morale we boosting just, by we just your all
0: pretty agree face. she was stilled? I hate the shielded no. theory. I don't think she was shielded.
3: Really? I'm on the complete know. opposite end of that. I don't fucking know. I didn't see anything S- to indicate S- that she was shielded. Stilling it feels so, like, drastic, I Art, guess. Uh, so so there is, what's, what's the <laughs> point? Out, gonna There's gonna no say.
0: indication that there she is, was still. There is one major piece that they were missing. Her getting stilled, or, sorry, her, whatever happened to her at the end of uh, season eight looks exactly like what happened to uh, Loghain, except yes. with one major huge piece, the power doesn't leave her at the end. That yeah. is the one the, piece that is corruption. not the same. Everything else is exactly yeah. the same as what happens to Logan, but she doesn't have this big blast of power. Well, of and head. There is so that's at the, the, the end,
1: it's totally missing. The kind of move with the fingers and it looks like the weaves that are kind of in between, yeah. um, in between fucking Ishmael's fingers look like they kind of wrap around themselves. Yeah. So unless they're going to say like the motivation for Marine to go back is, you know, she knows she's shielded and tied off, so she's going to try to default back to somebody that knows knots really well. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't. I, all right, Kyle, you go some Kyle. Inspiration.
3: I'm just curious if if it does end up being that we're kind of jumping to tier, then are you saying all of that with the belief that the Sean Chan are actually landing at tier? Because it seems like if they're landing at Falma, but everyone else kind of fucks off to Tyr, then what is the point of the Sean Chan in this season? Because I feel like Egwene, at the very least, needs to stop in Falma. So does she get oh, left in Falma and then, I guess, maybe Perrin and Loyal come help and break her out with Ingtar? And then they fuck off to the, to the two that's rivers. Then a Alain, really... I
1: mean, Egwene goes oh. on a
3: solo past the two rivers into Tier.
2: Ooh.
1: I I think they are indeed landing at Falmouth. And I think that that's where the parent and loyal art is going to go. That doesn't mean that Rand still doesn't want him showing up there. I don't see why they would. Um, I, I don't see with the track, everything seems to be going. I don't see the, the need for him to be there when they can just have him go straight to tier. Um, and we get the kind of whole tier thing. Maybe Matt shows up in tier two because we know how much he loves to play with things that explode. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll get that. And maybe a maybe Gwen and all them going back to the tower will happen early enough for a certain Red Aja sister to pull some fucky shit and bring them down to Fama. A Burgundy sister, as it were. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I think I mean I feel like Leandrin getting revealed to be a dark friend black Aja, has to happen in this season. All
1: right, Kyle. It sounds like it's... you're it
0: sounds like you're putting together your your thing. What's your <laughs> what's your own up
2: here?
1: I like it. I think let's, that's the only go. way to get a Gwen with the Sean Chan right now. Yeah,
3: that seems like it. And I feel like they've kind of, they did a good job, I thought. I think one of so... the strengths they had in the season was kind of hammering that point home of almost anyone can be a dark friend, especially at the end where they're kind of insinuating that maybe Matt or Perrin or one of them will turn to the dark. So I think it would be great if we have a... I guess Leandra at this point is kind of like a tier two character, I guess. She's not really a main character. But if she flips dark right in the beginning, I feel like that's fun.
0: This this actually brings up an interesting sort of uh, crux to what I was trying to theorize and I actually kind of want to modify my theory now nope you don't get to your map is already done. shit we, no, just <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead Josh <laughs> please do well no if if Lan and Moraine take Egwene and Nynaeve back to Tarvalin, which I believe they will Leandrin has already expressed supreme interest in Nynaeve and Egwene well Nynaeve at the very least And once she sees that Nineveh and Egwene are besties, she's just going to take them both because it's easier. So if she's the reason they go to Falma. And the reason she's able to get away with it is because Moraine and land fuck off down to tier. Now you're starting to work with something there that I think
3: makes a lot of sense or at least fits well
0: with the story.
3: I could see Moraine and land kind of dropping the kids off at school and not going to the white tower itself but then it's kind of what do they do i mean because in in the second book all they really do is they research they kind of have a nice little study hall with i forget the name of those twin sisters but so i feel like they're gonna have to explore moraine trying to get access to the power back and it feels like the white tower is obviously the which is another reason she would go right back yeah but it seems like i I don't know if they're going to go right back there. So then it's kind of, how do they do that?
0: Adelis and Van Dean. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you I think they're going to get cut. Yeah. Are you, do you think we're actually just, do you think they're going to get cut or do you think we're going to get Adeline? They're, they're going to get, they're <laughs> going to get Basil Guild.
2: Don't say. They're be like,
0: Oh, Hey, what's up? Whoa. Analyst and listen, Vandine, see you guys later. Nope, we're not. Whoa. No. They're going to get Basil Guild. Whoa. All right. Sorry. Sorry. So, what you're saying is they're going to get nothing in season two, but we'll get a flash and then in season seven. <laughs> 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 I mean, it, that's kind of the. <laughs> that's, that's the energy. Like, that's how these people do this shit. So, maybe. Uh, is that. Is that- b b b g e big basil gill energy <laughs> <laughs> or is it just b g e big big gill energy
3: i like that a lot big gill energy right. yeah i like it, it's well, kind of respectful that you only need his last name and we yeah. all know who we're talking about absolutely you know no need for the formalities of the
1: first name yep well as we're reaching close to wrap-up time uh i think this could be a good question and uh we'll start off with kyle for this if let's just assume that season two will cover at least 80 to 90 percent of the events of uh the great hunt and the dragon reborn let's just assume that okay what is if you had to pick one scene from those two books because I'm making this super easy on you, obviously. Yeah, yeah, thank you. What is that one scene for you that has to be in season two from the dragon reborn or the green one? Has to be in
3: season two.
1: What is has your Manetherin story moment? Oh wow.
0: <laughs> um
3: yeah, this is a nice little softball to end us. Um yeah, right. I think that the one that I feel like for me personally has to be in there is going to be honestly the ingtar scene i just i think that's such a great part of the second book even on my reread i like i cried again even though i know it's coming and i think it's such a great way to show the the way that people turn to the dark and how they're kind of bad people but they're not and i just i like the layers that are in there but
0: like it's not all black and white or an
3: onion but i guess Another small scene because I'll cheat and do two. I really like when Rand's a little crazy. That is Mike. That is Mike. No, and and there's like what the ten people roll up to him and he ends up like killing all of them, cutting their heads off, and making like their dead bodies bow. Only because I would love to see how Yosha acts in that scene. I and like I, the gray men, I think, are a great part of book three. I never realized how often they're mentioned in that book until I reread Dude, it recently.
0: Like, I swear, that's like
3: the book that the gray men everywhere. are like
0: the bad threat. And then yeah. afterwards, it's like, they've caught too many gray men. We can't keep sending <laughs> these guys like, yeah. it's not working. Like <laughs> That was all yeah, other that's, things. That's strategy all of meeting book three.
1: Like,
3: yeah. So I think that would be fun if they do add in the gray men, I think that's a great scene with them. Okay. Cause I, cause the big thing they're going to add in like a lot of the big ticket stuff. So I'll go a little more underrated. Fair enough. All right.
1: <clears throat> what is, what is your scene there, Josh?
2: The scene
0: that I need in season two. Oof. I need I need this the scene where Perrin decides to do something. <laughs> I I really need it. I really need Perrin to go. I made a mistake. I messed up. And what, because what? of that, the bad guys won, and I can't let that happen again. That's what, what scene, I need. Is that in book two and book three? Which what scene? Shh. This is a TV show. It's an adaptation. Yeah. But he said, from books two and three, what is the scene that you need from the books to include in oh! season two? Like, I love you, but you didn't answer the question. <laughs> answer the fucking question. I didn't understand the assignment. Okay. My I appreciate bad. that. So, I appreciate your answer. The assignment. However, what is the scene that gives you that feeling from books two and three? Because I think you and I might have kind of the same scene. It's, it's a scene, and I was going to say it. I'm I upset I already one. said mine. What What's the scene, Josh? You know the answer. I know <laughs> well, there's pressure on my brain. And I can't it's do it. when he meets goal. That's <laughs> the yes! scene. Yes. God damn it, damn it Josh.
3: <sighs> I'm so upset I didn't say that.
0: <laughs> no, I, I mean, you. you're, you're not good. wrong. Gull <laughs> Gall, Gall is very important. That is a very important scene. Uh just kidding! I didn't really mean to put you on blast. It was just... Oh fun. no! You know what? You know, that is a good. But see, that's the thing. Like, it's so hard to pick because there's agreed. The Great Hunt is is so great. It's a lot of people are a lot of people, a lot of people. I'm gonna slap a lot, you. Through the
2: <laughs> a
0: lot of people are willing to say the Great Hunt is too fast, too furious. Okay, you can just kind of skip over that one. I disagree. Who says that? Uh, weirdos. Um, Find them. Make me a list. I will write their <laughs> names in a book, and I... somebody will go kill them.
3: Would you have another? Is no. there some, a third anime fan in the in the building?
2: <laughs> oh God! Okay.
3: The
0: do you even know is...
1: that you made a reference no. to Death Note? Yes. <laughs> I didn't. Even okay. Okay. It. okay it good. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah okay just making sure that everybody knew that I okay. knew that that was what i was saying no, uh, that, the i was making sure no but also yes i like anime for its pop culture-ness not necessarily for anime itself if that makes sense
1: you should love it for its fans or i mean for its plot. as long as it makes sense to you i guess that's all okay
3: cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like yelling Kamehameha for thirty-seven minutes straight because <laughs> okay. that's a pop culture reference. But if I actually see Goku do it, I'm like, "This motherfucker!" Okay. okay, season two. What I season two Mama from the ha, books. Ha, what ha, I would ha. like, I would like ha, ha. some sort of confrontation between Rand and Ishmael, okay. because Rand is actually kind of pissed off that he got played. Or he will be when he finds out he got played. And the battle in the, over the sky in Falma, I don't think it's going to happen. You I don't think it's going to happen. But I do think that we will get another battle. So it won't be the battle in the sky, but I do think we will get another definitive battle in which Ishamael will go back to the dark one. So that's going to be my season two that I need, which is the battle in the sky... That's not the Battle of the Sky. Okay.
2: Cool. Uh, Andrew,
1: what you got? I'm going to go with you because I think I just realized that the one I was thinking of this whole time isn't actually in in four, or the is Dragon, in Dragon Reborn. Four? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so.
0: <laughs> Understood. All right, That's cool. So tough. Uh, so I am going to answer this question and answer the last question at the same time because I'm going to be the contrarian uh, to everybody else for just a moment. So I think season two, Rand fucks off and does his dragon reborn arc by himself away from everybody else that turns into his great hunt arc with Celine, and ends with him getting information that Egwene has been trapped by the Sean Chan. And that's what brings him to Falma. I think that Leandrin absolutely brings Egwene and Nynaeve and Elaine to Falma to be given to the Sean Chan. They get Egwene. That's Rand's motivation to be there, and that we do get Donald Dutton, <laughs> and that is the Duton definitive Donald. battle at the end of the at the end of season two. I think that the heroes of the Horn coming back. And fighting a battle against the Sean Chan, the White Cloaks, and Rand in the Sky against Balsamon is too much of a season ender to just not do. (laughs) So that's definitely my prediction for season two, that we actually do get that. But we skip over a lot of what we need to do in season three in the Dragon Reborn by just having Rand go through all of that before he gets to Falmouth. And then they just go straight to tier afterwards. Maybe, I mean, not straight to tier, but they go to tier afterwards. Um, I, I definitely I hope think you're right. <laughs> I definitely think that Perrin and uh, Loyal go after uh, Pan and Fane to get the horn with the contingents of soldiers. And then either we get an X time later where they just go to Falma. Um, and that's why they're there as well with the horn to give to Matt who has come from tar with Tom to uh, to be there to blow the horn. Um, and I think that Moraine and Lan go off on their own journey and that we actually do get Moraine stilled and we also get Suan stilled and they bond over the fact that they're stilled until... Nynaeve heals Moraine. I think she actually heals Moraine later. Hmm. Um, oh, fuck. I just fucked up. You're going to have to cut that.
2: <laughs> oh, that was a spoiler for <laughs> Sorry, later. That on.
0: was 100% a spoiler for later. It on. wasn't <laughs> me this time. It, was it wasn't me this time. time. It wasn't me this <laughs> time. I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's my <clears> map <throat> for uh, season two. And I think that the scene that I really, really need uh in season two that is from uh books two and three is uh, um the the one where obviously i said mine earlier ish with uh josh where it's parent meeting doll uh and then i also <laughs> really need since i don't want to just say the same one as josh there's the other scene where matt blows the, the horn out of necessity not because he actually thinks that he's worthy. In fact, I like the idea that he never actually feels worthy, but that he does it because no one else can. Because again, maybe not no one because Perrin's there as well. But like, again, I have always loved the fact about Matt's character that Kyle brought up earlier that like him not going with them to the Eye of the World or even to Faldara, that's book one Matt to a T. Like he does... But him not doing it 100% within his character. I agree with him having that, uh, you know, agency and whatnot 100%. But when the chips are down, when literally the fate of the world is at stake, Matt never lets people down. Even when he's going down this Darth Matt path, even when he could turn evil, even when all of this stuff is true, he does the right thing. And when he blows the horn of Valir in at the end of book two, that, that is the beginning of Matt's redemption story. And I, I really appreciate that as far as I will be responsible when you need me to. I will fight it. I will be angry about it. I will complain about it all the way through. <laughs> but when you need me, I am there. And so Matt blowing the horn because there's no one else who will. That one, I, I need that one. Andrew, uh, what's your for mine, no longer one. book four one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Which, because my, my
1: initial, yeah, my initial answer uh, was uh, book four, chapter 10. If you know, you know. If you don't know, fucking read or listen. You'll find out, I promise. laugh um, oh. Yeah. Uh, the, I guess the scene that I would have to say, um, <clears throat> not piggybacking or, or cloning any other scenes that were already said, uh, sure. would be the tag team match in the Stone Those of Tear over Kalandor. Josh. Never piggyback. That's terrible. <laughs> Do not this ever piggyback
0: off of what someone says. I, springboard. You can springboard. You can oh. springboard. Yeah. Just, just to, to piggyback to... <laughs> off of piggyback, piggybacking.
1: Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. It, I I think it would uh, for my scene, I would have to choose uh, the tag team match over Kalandor.
3: Okay. I just I, I, I hope Dan's right in the sense that like we don't get too deep into the dragon reborn in this Mm. season. It's totally because I would be terrible at cutting details because I love all of the details. That's why I was just absolutely crippled in trying (laughs) to give an on the spot roadmap of what the season can look like. Cause how, how could I possibly cut things out? But I just, I can't imagine them going to Falma having a huge battle in like the middle of the season and then, you know, the end of the season, we had another huge battle. I feel like the yeah. problem almost yeah. I had with the well, first season was that things were a little kind of janky in terms of how things were paced and going on episode to episode. Well, and I have well, to looking admit, at their current like pacing the...
1: like requirements that they would have to have. Yeah. Well, if you if you spent the majority of season one covering Eye of the World, I think you need essentially a full season for Memory of Light because of what happens in Memory of Light. Sure. so for them to meet that kind of metric assuming eight you need a season full season for the last battle <laughs> um, but assuming <laughs> assuming a metric or a time span or a season count of eight total seasons that takes up season one and season eight so you kind of have to do two books a season yeah. for the middle ones and that even includes like including more aspects from books that should have more stuff included and taking away sure. some of the stuff from books that we don't actually need. Yeah. So I know well, that and, you're
3: probably right, objectively. I just hate that you're probably right. Well, and so <laughs> this is the, this is actually... I would love to be wrong. I, I think
0: <laughs> okay, I again, um, it, it, it is both a, a hope of mine because I said it. I mean, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But also, interestingly enough, I have always thought that the end of book two, while the end of book three is more dynamic in some ways, there's more going on. The end of book two is more of a of a season ender. I feel like you can do the battle for Kalendor as a mid season episode. There's so much going on, but at the same time, it feels like that actually like makes it kind of more mushy. And therefore, since it's not a pin, like, you don't get that that this big battle is the boom. Like, it's a little more gray, and it's a little more mushy, and it's a little more whatever, especially because the next book, the 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 Shadow Rising, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, it starts almost like a season ender in some ways. Like, there's so much that happens at the beginning of the Shadow Rising. It's, like, pretty major. I feel like you can do the battle for calendar as a mid-season episode way better and way easier than you can do the battle for Falma and so definitely if you're picking one to like end a season on I would 100% do the battle for Falma rather than the I... battle for Kalendor and again since you can mix so much of that stuff as we've already talked about as far as Rand being on his own and his own journey in Dragon Reborn and all of that different stuff, I just have always very much felt like you y- end with the Battle of Fama. Sorry, Andrew, you were... I don't... Were
1: to- well, yeah, I mean, you don't have to apologize. I was I started talking while you were still talking. Um, I don't think either one uh, will be a mid-season battle because, uh, and this is just a thought, just a thought here, it's a way to potentially which thought? satisfy Liam, Davy, both Ooh. Shut up. <laughs> hey. a way to satisfy like kind of two ideas and it would allow them to still keep the battle in the sky. And I think give it an enhanced purpose there. So season two, episode eight, hopefully episode 10, but maybe episode eight, you have where it is switching between uh parent and loyal and maybe Matt and the Sean Chan battling it out in Falma with inked um, I'm thinking like maybe that would be like the second to last episode of the season. tar is like sacrifice and then it ends, um, for the next episode. But okay. you have the forces fighting in Falma. Mm-hmm. and then you have Rand, uh, pr- hopefully with a now restored more, uh, a ab- restored ability to channel Moraine fighting it out in tier. And while Rand is fighting Balsamon, this Israel, whatever, in Tyr. Perrin and the forces in Falma are able to see the battle in the sky over Falma as it's happening in Tier. I think that would be a cool way to still keep that from the books and give it an enhanced purpose to show everybody what's going on. And you still get that full declaration to the world that Rand is the Dragon Reborn uh, that we didn't get anything remotely near of in season one.
2: I think, I think that could work there.
0: Oh, As I reiterated at the beginning of this episode, for all of you particularly smarmy assholes who love to listen to us, you know who you are. Take notes. (laughs) More (coughs) (laughs) Damn. Take notes, okay? And at the end of season two, leave some hate comments on this video to tell us how wrong we are.
1: Yes. Go back almost the full year to this video. Yep. Do it. And let us know how wrong <laughs> we were. Hey,
0: hang on it right now. Mark, bookmark, save. Uh, you know, it would really help if you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And <laughs> ring the yeah. bell. That way you get the reminders every week that we still produce content and uh, that you need to go back and tell us how wrong we were. I'm just saying. And while you're at it, Subscribe to Town too, because Kyle had some pretty bold theories. Um, You might want to leave some hate comments on their videos (laughs) as well. (laughs) (laughs) Are you familiar with that that commercial?
2: Okay, so it was a Jack in the Box
0: commercial many years ago, and it became infamous in our uh, family uh, because it was a board meeting and Jack is like I need bold ideas guys or I need you guys to be bold and one of the guys goes your head is ridiculously large (laughs) and then one of the other people goes too bold (laughs) and so anytime somebody in our family said something that was like a little too far or like whatever somebody else would be like too bold
3: bold. I like that I like that (laughs)
0: Well, as we wrap this <laughs> if you're up, you're old like me and remember that commercial. <laughs> that <was great. laughs> Sorry, as we wrap this up, Andrew says the uh, youngest yeah. guy on
2: the as,
0: podcast. Andrew's as, the youngest guy on the um, podcast. Um, podcast you dick. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: So, as, as both of you old folks should do, speaking of wrapping things up, um, Kyle, remind <laughs> everybody where they can go to listen to more of and find Benchtown TV and subscribe and follow and all that fantastic stuff.
3: Okay, yeah. So social medias, Twitter, Instagram, we're just at bingetown TV. Like you guys, we have a website that is just our name, dot That's easy access to kind of everything that you could possibly find about us. Our Can YouTube, they binge obviously. All of it. Oh yeah. Excellent. You could binge all of it. That would be that would be fun. And then leave a one star review. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could so, get yeah.
0: zero stars, I would
3: <laughs> those are always so funny. <laughs> Not that we have any of those, but Indeed. we yeah. do.
0: One, we got one, right? Oh, oh damn straight. I that's think kind we of got fun. a fun. Couple at this point. Well, I mean, we got a we got a couple of hate reviews, but I think we only have one that specifically says. Oh yeah, if I, I could leave can zero this, stars.
1: Yeah. I want.
3: Yeah, that's kind of fun. We got a one star for misogyny.
1: Yes.
3: Nice!
2: Oh Whereas,
3: yeah, I love it. Wearing that one like an Ashimon pin. Do it. Hey. <laughs> We approve. By the way,
0: speaking of Ashiman pins, uh, it's a kinder, gentler. No, it's not, I'm not, I'm lying. It's not a kinder, gentler. It's a new Ashaman era where we have to blend into the the modern era. And if you go into our Patreon and you subscribe at the correct levels, you will get an Ashaman and or dedicated challenge coin. That's the new hotness, my guys. Remember the rules of the challenge coin, carry it with you. Just saying. Don't Shameless you plug. Dare up. come to JordanCon or WatCon without it. Do not. <laughs> You're gonna have a come bad time JordanCon or WatCon without your coin. Which leads me to my final question of the evening. Kyle, will we have the pleasure of your company at JordanCon or Watcon in 2022?
3: So I what wasn't
0: going to be closer to you.
3: Yeah, I wasn't planning on it. I, I was I was saying this a little bit before we actually started officially recording. But this is Will Times, the first community I feel like I've ever actually actively participated in, like on Twitter and doing things like this. So I've never been to a convention. I've been trying to convince my friends to go to Oticon with me for a couple of years. But um, I would actually love to. I think that after this conversation, this has been an absolute blast. I'm kind of, I feel like we could keep talking about season two for another three hours. So I would love to actually continue this in person.
0: Excellent.
1: Well, definitely do. I know Jordan Con, um, they're releasing tickets as they can in blocks uh, because obviously it's it's a big convention. Uh, it's a very well known convention. Uh, so. You know, they can only release as many tickets as they can at a time. I don't know whether or not they're releasing more Um, because I think like the last block of 100 they released were gone within like they were gone within a day. Yeah, Uh, I know they went pretty quick. I know WatCon still has tickets available. Uh, If you're looking to go to or if you're looking for stuff about JordanCon, uh, obviously JordanCon.org go and check out everything there for JordanCon. If you're looking for WatCon stuff, go to WatCon.com. Definitely go there. Definitely, it, it's going to be worth it. I promise you. And I'm not just saying that because we're involved with the <laughs> uh, kind of building of it or anything like that. But definitely go and check it out. Follow WatCon Official on all the social medias, Twitter, TikTok, everything. You do that. Yeah. If you're looking
0: for information on the Gathering Madness... Go to BlackTowerPod.com. <laughs> that's an I was about to say that's an October event. Correct. And uh it's also pretty awesome. You will have that the is. option of attending virtually or in person.
1: We haven't started planning it yet. So we like, haven't go to blacktowerpod.com and yeah, you look Andrew, for Andrew and, and Daniel need anything? to get
0: their uh passports.
1: Uh how about I'm not, you know what? No. <laughs> yeah! Don't 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 play I mean, <laughs> For so go and follow Benchtown TV for all of their fantastic it's stuff. True. It's true. Do that. It's more than just Will of Time, but if you're looking just for Wheel of Time, they definitely have some fantastic content to offer there, as well as oh, a there. ton of other amazing content. Thank you so much, Kyle, and thanks to the rest of the Benchtown TV team for either letting you do Absolutely. this or answering the messages or. Um, <laughs> We'll we'll yeah. make up an excuse to say thank you to everybody as if we didn't <laughs> want. Um, they they
3: agreed to let me out
1: in public. There you hey, go.
0: all right.
3: Well, seeing as
0: how you're the most attractive member of Bintang FaceTime TV. All right. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm not just um, saying that because you're the only one who came up.
3: (laughs) I'll tell them just just don't listen to the end of the episode.
2: (laughs) But uh, for those of
1: us here at the Black Tower Podcast, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we can't wait to see you next week with the next episode. And when I say see you, I mean us to upload a video on YouTube and you to watch it all the way through. (laughs) Subscribe, leave comments, like the video, all that fun stuff. It definitely helps us out, as well as leaving reviews on anywhere you listen to podcasts. We do truly earnestly appreciate it. But for those of us here, you can listen
0: to it if you're a patron on Tuesdays. Just saying. Sorry, but from all of us.
1: Uh, I have been your Bashan Mahal, Andrew.
0: <laughs> and I have been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Who has drunk you? Who did
0: it? Why <laughs> dog poop on sidewalk? <laughs> oh. Josh, you know me, Josh. Soravan Mahal, storm leader. And I have been your Amin Khan Mahal. Add in the lightning later, Andrew. <laughs> Don't add in the lightning. It's way better (laughs) than just making this stupid face. (laughs) No, but honestly, thanks again. You guys have been wonderful, and we will look forward to seeing you all next week. And from all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, we hope that you're having a lovely morning, and in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.